0: about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c dot where you'll find all of our posted sermons, as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website, which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. There are many burdens that we have to bear in life, aren't there? These burdens sometimes threaten to overwhelm us. In this message, Elder John Morgan Owens preaches to us about burdens, beginning with the most important burden, which is one that we can never shoulder ourselves. That's the burden of sin. Our sins have been put away as far as the East is from the West, and many preachers in the religious world try to saddle us with that burden again. But only Christ could bear that burden of sin. But not only that burden, but many other burdens in life. Are burdens that we can't bear by ourselves. In this message, we learn that God has completely put away the burden of sin and that He daily walks with us to help us shoulder the burdens of life. Join us today as we begin learning about burdens. But first, we have a song selection that we hope you enjoy, and then please stay tuned for the message. My sin goes to God.
1: That you please pray for me this morning. When you see the subject matter we're talking about, you'll see how ironic it is. <laughs> but I have had just a, a great deal of burden this morning. Let's go to Exodus chapter one. Exodus uh, chapter one, and of course you know what's happening here when we begin the book of Exodus. That uh, because of the famine in the days of Joseph, and when you know Joseph was put into Egypt. <laughs> And Egypt, let's, let's remember this as we're going into this, Egypt is, a, is an example, it is a manifestation of the world, okay? And so in, in that sense, all of us are living in Egypt, in this sinful world. And so Joseph, through the devices of man, was, was put into Egypt. The Lord blessed him, overruled the, the uh, mean machines of men uh, to uh, profit his people nonetheless. And so Joseph is in Egypt, and then through the Lord's blessing, he, he is able to foresee that there's famine coming. And so they prepared for famine, and they, and, and they essentially saved the world. And so Joseph, his family, Israel, came in, and they stayed there in Egypt. And so they grew, and they flourished, and, and they, their numbers expanded there in Egypt. And, uh, you know, while, while they had kings, maybe the, maybe the pharaoh that was there, maybe the, the son, maybe the grandson, maybe they remembered Joseph. And, the man, this is a hero. And so we're going to be kind to the people of Israel. But there came a time, as we're going to read here, where they forgot who Joseph was. In verse 8 it says, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. All right, so you've got these people here in, in Egypt. They're, they're uh, the Israelites, and the Egyptians, uh, they start to get a little worried about the Israelites because they said, these people, they have more numbers than we do. You know, that's a problem if they revolt or if, they, if the war comes up and they decide, hey, we're just going gonna to side with their enemies, <laughs> we're in trouble. And so what did they do? It says in verse 11, it says, Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. So what they did in response to the children of Israel being so vast in number, and their worry about what's going to happen if these Israelites turn against us, what they said is, let's, let's put people over charge of them and let's make them work, right? Uh, let's keep them so busy with work that they don't have time to think about revolting against us. And so essentially, they, they were very mean. Uh, they were very mean to them. Now, what I want to talk to you about this morning is burdens. It says here in that verse, to afflict them with their burdens. They said, here's how we're going to control these people. We're going to put burdens on them. We're going to have them so busy with the burdens that are on their backs that they're going to have no time to think about the big picture of what's going on. And I hope that you can see already <laughs> this is exactly the same thing that Satan does to you all the time, right? If he can keep you so distracted by the burdens on your back and you are so weighed down that you can't even look back up to the sun again, <laughs> you know, you're, you're so busy in the grindstone that you're looking down, you know, you uh, know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, many of you can relate to this. You're outside, you're working, you're so, you're so uh, busy uh, working the ground, working whatever you are in your yard or, or on the farm or whatever the case may be, and, and you come in and, you're, and the back of your neck is just burnt red from the sun, right? <laughs> you know what's been happening as you've been so focused on your, on your job, on your task, right, that you, you neglected to take care of yourself, you neglected maybe to put on sunscreen, you know, I, I, I don't normally put on sunscreen. I know some of you fair-skinned uh, people in the room, uh, you have to put on sunscreen or else, right, Brother Seth? Um, you, you, he knows from past experiences that he has to take care of himself. But, you know, you could be like me, and I just, I just go about my business, and then I come in after that day, and then all of a sudden, I'm in pain, right? <laughs> well, Satan, in a very similar way, will keep you so distracted, he'll keep your head down by all of the burdens that you're carrying, by your jobs, by your things that you've got to do, that all of a sudden, you look up at the end of the day, and you're in pain, and you've wasted it. (laughs) Um, As I said, it's pretty ironic, because this morning, I feel so burdened. You know, I know that you can all relate to this, but I'm telling you, before I even got out of bed, before I put my shoes on, before, you know, before I got dressed for church and got my clothes on, before I got ready, I had already put burdens on me, right? You know, you think about this. You know, before I brushed my teeth, I had already taken many cares, many burdens, and I had put them on my shoulder. Some, some burdens I didn't even put down when I went to sleep. I know I know you can relate to that. You know um you all probably everybody's probably got their their night routine that they go through to wind down to get ready for bed, you know. Uh I, you know you you uh brothers and sisters, you brush your teeth, whatever the case may be, you sisters take your makeup off. I don't know, you know, you may not wear makeup. I'm not making any judgments. But, but you take your makeup off, you know, you, if, you, if you forget to take your makeup off and you go to bed, you know, I don't know what happens, but it's bad. I don't know. And so just imagine that. Before you get up in the morning and you put your makeup back on, I, I guarantee you, you've probably already put some burdens on your back, haven't you? Maybe, maybe you went to bed and you forgot to even take them off. Maybe you forgot that you still had burdens down there that you were carrying. Uh, we have burdens that the world puts on us, that Satan distracts us with. But look, I've got burdens that I select, that I put on myself too. You know, this morning, I'm telling you, it it is so ironic. I'm sitting there, I'm I'm prepping for church. You know, I got to get ready to worship God. You know, I got to get ready to preach. And all I can think about is next week, And I've got some hearings, I've got some trials I got to handle next week. And what am I doing? I'm sitting there praying to the Lord. You know, Lord, please. You know, for the sake of your sheep. You know, bless. I'm not worthy to be here, but bless me, Lord, to preach so that your sheep can be fed. That's my prayer that I go through. And then, and and before I even finish that, my mind drifts, and all of a sudden I'm I'm at Wednesday of, of this coming week, and I'm already I'm already trying the case in my head, and what I've done is I have taken burdens and I have put them on my back. And, and there are things that you can think about that you worry about, fears that you have. I've been very upfront with you about, about uh, you know, that I have anxiety problems. Okay, we, you probably, we probably all have some anxiety problems. We all have worry problems. But, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready for church, and, and I'm about to preach on burdens and worry and i'm and i'm thinking about a case that i'm going to try this week and i'm already my chest is already starting to hurt a little bit you know cuz i'm I, I have i have taken that burden and i put it on my back and then you're carrying it around your house and then you say oh i got to let me pick up another burden you know and then you and then if you're me you look outside and you see all the insulation that your dog has ripped out from under your house and you say and you you say well i got to take care of that you put that burden on your back right now, I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't take care of things, okay? There, there, there is sense in which we, we are to bear burdens, okay? It doesn't mean that you're supposed to go through life and just, and just ignore your problems, like I try to do with, with the insulation in my yard, you know? Well, you know? You still have to take care of things. But I guess the, the difference, <laughs> what I want us to focus on this morning is how we should not be bearing more burdens on our back than we need to, okay? Um, There are a lot of burdens that I put on myself that don't belong there, okay? All right, so let's go to Exodus chapter 5. Let's go to verse 1. We'll just kind of read this passage. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness." And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you? Unto your burdens. <laughs> he says, <laughs> just like the world's gonna say to you, just like Satan's gonna say to you, just like you're gonna say to yourself, as as we're trying to release the burdens that we've got and follow the Lord, you know, people are gonna come along and say, Why? Why do you want to follow the Lord? You know? Why why do you want to live that way? You know, go back to your burdens. They said, get the people back to work. And uh, verse five and Pharaoh said, "Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens." <laughs> and Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, "Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks, which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them, ye shall not diminish aught thereof." For they be idle, therefore they cry, saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. You know, Pharaoh's going with this mentality, an idle mind is the devil's workshop, and and that's true, okay? That is a true saying. You find somebody who's too idle, they're going to start imagining things. They're going to start looking for ways to get in trouble, okay? That's why I believe that, (laughs) it's just a side note, this is for free, I believe that that sports and, and, and things like that for, for kids are a great thing, okay? It gives them something to, to, to expend some energy on. But what, what's happening here is, is Pharaoh is getting nervous because what happens to the people of God when they start to focus on God and they, and they start to get rid of some of their burdens, okay? It is, it is a dangerous thing to Satan when you do that, okay? When you focus on God, and you stop focusing on the burdens that Satan keeps throwing at you, you are dangerous, okay? You are dangerous to him. I I want you to realize that. I want you to realize that when when you are preparing for church and you start thinking about next week like I did this morning, you know what's happening? (laughs) Is that Satan wants to keep us distracted. He wants to keep us thinking about the burdens and those things that haven't even happened yet. (laughs) And what's happening is that you are taking your eyes off of God. But listen, when you put your eyes back on God and and you you shed those burdens, you know know what I need to do is I need to say, that thing that I'm worrying about next week, You know I can prepare for it, sure, but it's probably not going to even be half as bad as I think it's going to be, right? I need to just focus on what I have. And what I have today is worshiping God. So he says, you know what, y'all have obviously had time to plan this. You've had too much time on your hands. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that you've got to make the same uh, number of bricks, except this time you've got to go get the straw yourself to mix it up. And look, if, you make, if you're making bricks without any straw, without anything inside of it, right, it'd be the same thing as as pouring concrete without putting rebar in it you know it is it is just weak okay it's going to break and so then they have to send all their all their people out looking for straw gathering up straw and so what's happening is that the world egypt the sinful world puts more on you than you were able to bear and so verse nine let there more work be laid upon the men that they may labor therein and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye get your straw where you can find it, yet not not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily task, As when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's uh, taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick, both yesterday and today as heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants. And they said to us, Make brick. And behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, you are idle, you are idle. Therefore, you say, let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. So (laughs) what's happening here is Pharaoh is putting on them more than they can possibly bear. He said, I was trying to keep them distracted so that they wouldn't think about revolt. Obviously, they weren't distracted enough. So he puts on them more than they can bear; they are not able to get the order of bricks in time. You know, there's that. You know, people, people use that verse out of context. It says the Lord won't put on you more than you can bear, right? And that is true. The Lord won't put on you more than you can bear, but He will give you strength. He'll give you a way of escape to deal with that. The problem is that you can put on yourself a lot more than you can bear and the world will certainly put on you more than you can bear, okay? Satan it wants to keep your eyes down. He wants to keep your eyes on the ground right there. He does not want you looking up to your king to see, hey, all of these, these burdens that I'm carrying, I'm a child of the king. I, 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 God has shed his own blood for me. That's what happens when you look up. When you look up and you see, I'm not a servant to sin. I, I am a child of the king. Why am I carrying these burdens? But Satan keeps you distracted. He puts on you more than you can possibly bear. And you get to a point where, like I've been many times in my life, and you just say, I, I can't do anything more. I can't focus on anything else. I I can't even pray. I can't even think. All I can think about is this problem that I've got. And you know how simple it is. God comes along and solves that problem just like that. All right, so let's talk about a few different types of burdens. Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 38, the 38th Psalm. One of the most obvious burdens is the burden of sin. As it says here in Psalm 38, In verse 4, it says this, For mine iniquities, my sins, things that I've done wrong, for mine iniquities are gone over mine head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. The idea here is that your sin, the sins that you have committed, are like a heavy weight. They are too heavy for you to bear. You know, I've... uh, I did weightlifting when I was uh, when I was in high school. Obviously, I'm I'm not a a huge you know like a you know I'm not a ripped guy or anything you know. But in my weight class, all right. So I had several things going for me. Okay, I I was I was strong for my weight. Okay, and secondly. I was in a private school, so it wasn't a lot of people. So I was able to do pretty good under those circumstances, right? Like the the same, you know, I was the valedictorian in my class. I don't tell everybody, I don't tell anybody that I only had 16 people in my class, okay? That just, they don't need to know that, right? (laughs) But nonetheless, that that concept of lifting weights, what you would do in a weightlifting competition, as you you would try to be very uh, strategic, or at least I would, I don't know if everybody else was, but you would try to, to work yourself up to lift more weight than you had ever lifted before. You wouldn't start with that. You know, you gotta get, you got to get a weight in there. You had three lifts, uh, three different types of lifts, and you had three reps of each lift. And so I would, I would go with one I knew I could get. I would get a benchmark, and then I would go for around my max, and then I would shoot for the moon on the last one, Right. And it would be a little scary when you would put a weight on you that you had never borne before. You weren't sure if you were going to be able to, to, you know, when you did that squat, (laughs) you weren't entirely sure that you were going to be able to come back up off the ground. Um, That's what our sin is. (laughs) It's a weight that you can't bear. You, You go down for that squat, bearing that weight, and you don't come back up. It is a weight that you can't have. That's why we had a spotter. We had somebody behind me. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't touch you to you know, help lift you. But if you began to tip over, they were there and they would get you back up. You know, our sin is too great for us to bear. A lot of people, a lot of people think that they can bear it. A lot of people think that they can go up there and just lift that weight. No problem. You know, there's a lot of, lot of people in that competition that would just, they would go up there and say, I'm going to lift 400 pounds. And then they don't get it, you know, <laughs> obviously, right? You know, people will tell you uh, out there in the world, <laughs> there are many teachings about our sin and about how you can, you can uh, take care of your sin problem. And that is not how it works. Any one of your sins is too great a weight for you to bear. Let's go to Matthew uh, chapter 23 and verse one. it says, "Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, "The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born." And lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Jesus is attacking the hypocrisy of the scribes and the Pharisees and their legalism. And what they're doing in their legalism is they're saying, you got to do this, you got to do this. They're adding to what God has asked you to do, and they're making it more difficult to bear. And he says they've made it to where the burden is grievous. It's grievous to be born. It's, it's, it's hard. It, it grieves you to carry it. Now, one more verse, and I'll, I'll sort of tie this section together. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. You, you're familiar with this verse. Verse, verse uh, 4. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. These, what's happening, I forgot to go back a little further, but what's happening is Gentiles are coming into the church, and they're declaring what God has done for them. But there arose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, these Jewish people, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. All right, so what's happening in that day is you've got you know, what had always been the kingdom, which is uh, uh, the people of the Jews. But then God shows us, he sort of pulls back the curtain and shows us that his people is, is, every, is, is his children in every nation every kindred, every tongue, that that even Gentiles that he purchased on that cross.
0: Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com.